And now, story time with Mr. Black. You know, the 80s were a great time. I was born in 1965, so I had my youth in the uh, 80s. And uh, Footloose was a big part of uh, the movie genre, if you will. And I remember the soundtrack for Footloose was one of my favorite albums. And there's a song on there by Bonnie Tyler called Holding Out for a Hero. The 80s were also the time of Ronald Reagan. we just come off of Jimmy Carter and... I had just become a conservative, realizing that I believed in the values as a Christian of uh, less government, more personal responsibility. And so Ronald Reagan came in at a bad time after the Iranians had stormed the embassy and America was being mocked because of the poor leadership of Jimmy Carter. And to a lot of people, Ronald Reagan was a hero. Ronald Reagan was like a superhero, was like Superman. And I remember this story. Uh, like other movie actors, Ronald Reagan saw his acting career begin to slump in the 50s. Fewer and fewer movie roles were coming his way, and many actors were turning to television. Although Reagan was a critic of television, they didn't think the small screen was a big deal. They thought the big screen was where it was at. So Reagan had to survive, follow the route of going and making a name for himself on the small screen. In 1954, he took a gig as a Las Vegas stand-up comic for a few weeks. He also was a master of ceremonies, announcing a singing quartet called the Continental. So he did whatever he could uh, to earn a living uh, in the film industry. Later that same year, Reagan got a break. He landed a job as a host of a weekly TV drama series that was part of GE's Electric Theater. The former movie actor joined the ranks of TV performers, and unpredictably, his position with General Electric was to lead him into politics. See, this is what leaders do. They're fluid. They're flexible. They can pivot. They embrace change. So part of Reagan's responsibility was to tour the United States as a public relations representative for General Electric, seeking out workers' opinions. In making celebrity appearances at GE plants, he received, quote, a political education. And during this time, he switched his views. He used to be a liberal Democrat, and he became a conservative Republican. So he switched his views from the liberal, government's going to fix everything, no personal responsibility, to conservative, and began speaking out against government regulation and wasteful spending. As it turned out, the job he probably would not have accepted had his acting career been going well turned out to be an excellent training ground for his future role as president and what many people believe was one of the greatest presidencies of the modern era. And remember, he was famous for saying the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. One of my favorite quotes that Reagan said is apropos today, the futures always look bleak till people with brains and faith and courage who dreamed and dared to take risk, found a way to make it better. If we're free to dare, and we are, if we're free to give, and we are, then we are free to shape the future and have within our grasp all that we dream that future will be. And let's think about that. What Reagan was describing there was a term that we use so loosely today. I'd call that a hero. You can call it a leader. 
see, as a leader, we have to be fluid, open to proper change, be able to, to pivot based on knowing your existential questions, you know, of, of who am I, of what do I want, of why am I here. And we're really at this special place in time because it is said that man can live 40 days without food, eight days without water, four days without air. But man can't last long at all without hope. And that's what a hero does. A hero brings hope. Let's be honest, most of the big movies over the last couple years have been superhero movies, right? Marvel Comics, the Marvel Generation or the Marvel Universe. And there's a great article uh, by Nicholas Goki. It was in Medium.com. And he talks about the most popular hero. And he uses Spider-Man as an example. You see, many American heroes are famous people. But not all famous people are heroes. The people we identify as heroes are those who embody characteristics that we admire and aspire to. Let's assume the best versions of ourselves. And in America, we have a tendency to put this hero tab on people. Well, no matter what you think about the man currently occupying the White House, he's no hero. He's barely cognitive. He's barely awake. And look at the mess that we're in since he's taken office. It's stunning. And then you look at what's going on in Ukraine right now. Former heavyweight champion, right? What is it? Vital Glitchko? I think he was mayor of one of the small cities in Ukraine that's under attack right now. He's sitting on a tank in his military uniform. He and his brother enlist in the army. You have the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. America was going to pull him out. Joe Biden said, I'll pull you. I said, no, I'm staying. I'm fighting. This is where the fight is. And he challenged America. You're sitting back threatening with sanctions that are doing nothing. And the bombs are falling here. Where is that leadership? Where is our hero? Someone like Pat Tillman, who spent a little bit of time in the NFL and then decided to put his life on the line for his country. We have a lot of millionaire victims in the NFL, in the NBA. They live in the greatest country in this world. They've been blessed beyond means. They have no need for money, for fame. They have access to any place they want. And they're claiming a victim status. And poor me as they get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Nicholas Goki wrote a great article for Medium.com about a hero. And he used the most famous of superheroes. And he says is Spider-Man. And here's part of his article. He says the origins of ambition. He said there's one more thing that sets Spider-Man apart from his contemporaries. He never wanted to be a hero. He didn't choose to pick up that cape, to become a symbol, to take the serum. Instead, he's the victim of an accident at a science fair. Like a kid being pushed into a pool, Peter Peter Parker is a guy like us, thrown into exceptionally cold water. Only once the damage is irreversibly done does he decide to take responsibility and tackle the task life's burdened him with. That's the most honest explanation of ambition I've ever seen. I think in our own lives it works just the same. 
Someday a vial breaks, a vial breaks, and the liquid is released. Like the spider venom seeping into Peter Parker's veins, it permeates slowly. But the switch can never be unflipped. It's impossible. You can't go back. And as in Spider-Man's case, a great many variables must simultaneously fall into place to cause this triggering event. This is the time we're at in the world. Usually it's a mix of trauma, naivete, regret, fear, anger, and out of all things, self-love. Before I started writing, he went on to say, I began to fear a conventional desk job career. I regretted not starting anything earlier, and I was naive enough to believe I could make a living telling stories. Adversity inspires humans to do great things. Sometimes it's a small crisis, like an election or loss of a job, loss of an opportunity, something you wanted. Sometimes it takes an outright catastrophe, like a cheating spouse, a terrible illness, an election that you never thought could happen. But it always takes some crisis for humans to see that they have great power. And as we know, and with that power comes great responsibility. You see, people love to split the world into two camps. They think there are the superheroes, and then there's us, the losers. From day one of his fictional existence, this is the biggest misunderstanding Spider-Man was meant to clarify. See, Spider-Man teaches us that in reality, the loser and the hero are the same. It all depends on what you do. Due to this lackluster, mundane life and his accidental, almost traumatic transformation, Spider-Man cannot be a hero defined by his features. He must be a hero defined by his character, just like you and I. What he does in those important moments makes him who he is. And it's the same with you and I. And we all have the potential to do the same, to be that hero. If some heroes are nothing but the random result of their environment, then what's to stop you and I? For if the only thing that really sets Spider-Man apart is his courage in the face of adversity, then he's the first to send a message all superheroes were actually meant to send. A message one of his masked colleagues put so eloquently. A hero can be anyone. America needs us to step up and to be heroes. It's not just that we are as individuals feel like we could be Spider-Man. That's not what I'm talking about. It's that we collectively realize any one of us could be a Spider-Man. Because all he did, despite struggling with the hand he was dealt, is give his best to do good in this world. I think this is incredibly empowering. We need people like that today to step up. It's also a good reminder to never belittle those with less ambition or a lower stage in life at this current stage. Because no one ever knows if your switch has already been flipped. You might not notice today or even tomorrow, but in time, you will show us all. For all we know, you're just like Spider-Man. Or all of us, really. This is why the good book tells us to not to judge because we never know when someone's switch has been flipped or is about to be flipped. You see, who you are matters only by what you do. By showing up in a heroic way in a tough situation, we are all a superhero in the making. What makes us a superhero is what we do. 
especially when others don't or won't. Remember, courage is only possible in the presence of fear. And remember, you are that hero. Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.